President Trump has made it official. Federal employees impacted by the partial government shutdown will get paid eventually. The presidential signature is now on the Government Employee Fair Treatment Act. It guarantees back pay for federal employees, but not federal contractors. So cafeteria workers, janitors, security guards, and others, though, are feeling that pain. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me with more. And let's talk about that legislation first for back pay. It covers everybody that's on the exact direct federal payroll? It does. It covers furloughed employees as well as accepted employees, and accepted employees would be guaranteed pay regardless of how this all ends. But it it really depends on Congress and the president to officially authorize back pay for furloughed employees. And so that's what President Trump has done. The legislation or the law now actually um, also ensures that Payroll providers get to work on getting out those checks as soon as the government reopens, regardless of whenever the next pay period is. And, you know, at this point, we may even be facing a second paycheck that federal workers may miss here, depending on how long this goes. Today is the end of the next pay period, correct? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this could go on for a while. We don't know how long, but this this law will now guarantee back pay for everyone. It also specifies that if you're an accepted employee, you can use leave, especially previously scheduled leave. Again, you're not going to be getting paid for it on the day of your time off, but you will be paid eventually. And so that's what this now law ensures here. Interesting. And what about federal contractors, especially those that perform types of services that are not highly paid? Well, that's the thing is there's no guarantee for back pay for these low-wage federal contractors. There is legislation out there, and it has been introduced during past shutdowns, but it's never actually had success in either chamber of Congress. So this legislation is out again that would guarantee back pay for low-wage federal contractors. And You know, we're now hearing, I think, a little bit more from the contractor voice during this government shutdown because of just how long it's continuing. We definitely are. And part of that is because Senators Chris Van Hollen, Ben Cardin and Tina Smith, they hosted a roundtable the other day with low wage federal contractors. And I was really struck by some of the stories. Many of these people work two jobs at two federal different agencies. We heard from Andrea Murray. She's one of them. I work for... The Smithsonian, that's my eight-hour job. I work eight hours for the Smithsonian. I've been furloughed since January the 1st. I also work for a contractor at the State Department. I am now a single mother. I lost my husband last year. I bought me a house in the process. Now I'm worried about how I'm going to pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get upset. <laughs> but this is hurting me because I got my house myself. Through my jobs, praise God. Now I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage for February. So it's really, i just be glad when this is over. Gosh, that is difficult to listen to. It really is. And a lot of the stories were the same from many of these federal contractors who, you know, might work as security guards or in the cafeteria or janitorial staff. You know, they work eight hours at one agency during the day and then few hours later, they work at night at another agency. We also heard from Eva Hicks. She had mentioned that she's missing medication for a week now, and she has a security job at the Smithsonian. Again, her first day of work was unfortunately on one of the first days of the government shutdown. She has kids. She recently brought her mom in to live with her. And, you know, she just also expresses frustration with the whole situation here. We're going through a whole lot. And I just hope that what we're doing today 
will keep will open the government back up so we could come to work. All we want to do is work and provide for our family. Is that so hard? That was Eva Hicks. She's a federal contractor who works at the Smithsonian. Again, just expressing frustration about this entire situation. And the three senators who hosted the roundtable, along with 30 other Senate Democrats, have written to the Office of Management and Budget recently, suggesting that OMB find a way to work with agencies to change provisions in some of these contracts to allow for back pay. They suggested that that is a possibility that OMB could look into if it wants to. Whether or not it will is a different story. Again, we have never really seen success in guaranteeing back pay for federal contractors. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and you've been getting a lot of questions from readers and listeners. Are there some you want to highlight? Yes, we are soliciting questions from readers and listeners, and we have been getting quite a few. Uh, Many are very specific in nature, but I think this is because we're now in unprecedented territory at this point. This is the longest government shutdown. We're approaching the 30-day mark. That'll come next week. It's very likely we could get there. We might be in a situation where OPM needs to send out second furlough notices. That's a possibility that we're looking into right now. But yes, we are getting a lot of questions. Um, one of them asked, you know, will I get my W-2 on time? Tax season is coming up. So we've posed that question to some of the federal payroll providers. We heard from GSA who said, yes, um, W-2s should be out toward the end of January. The National Finance Center says it has 705,000 W-2s that it will need to process. Most will go out on time around the 25th of January. Others might be suspended for a few days, about 9,000 of them or so. And they suggest, look, if you haven't heard from us by February 4th, then you should contact us. So the federal payroll providers are working on it. We didn't hear from the Interior Business Center just yet. And there's that other third group of people that are helped by the federal government. And I thought it was interesting that Sonny Perdue, Secretary of Agriculture, agreed to open several hundred, but it's only about half of the Farm Service Agency offices throughout the country, including 40 in Virginia and two in Maryland. I couldn't find a Farm Service Agency office in D.C. And they will be helping to take loan payments and process those. And they'll also get farmers documents on their loans that they need to meet IRS deadlines. And they'll also be opening mail to make sure that there's nothing horribly urgent that they, right. that's piling up in the mail rooms of these offices. So you see all kinds of workarounds beginning to show themselves. Yeah, and I think the Office of Management and Budget has told us that that's what it's been trying to do the entire time that the shutdown has been going on. They're looking for ways that they can maybe reinterpret existing law or not reinterpret, but find other ways to look at the law and find workarounds to bring more people back to work. Now, of course, they're not getting paid at this moment. They will eventually, and that could bring up some morale issues. Interestingly enough, we noticed earlier that the Housing and Urban Development Department has information on its website about how you can separate from the agency while you're furloughed. Uh, they have, you know, we one of the questions we got was, well, how do I quit during the shutdown? And I think it depends on the agency. It depends on whether or not your agency has human resources staff available to process that kind of paperwork. HUD says, yeah, we do. We have a few people that you can email if you're interested in that, which sure. I found fascinating. Well, interestingly, this whole idea of the shutdown came from a ruling by the President Carter mm-hmm. Attorney General, Benjamin Civiletti. And I'm surprised nobody has reviewed that. 
and maybe change that decision. No intervening attorney general has done so. Now we don't have a confirmed attorney general, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Hmm. But I always wondered why, well, that's what Civiletti said. What does Joe Schmo say in the uh, in the 30 years since? I, you're right. They absolutely could do that. And I think that's the point that the Office of Management and Budget was making, was saying, look, you know, a lot of this is really subjective here. And in our minds, we can bring people back from the IRS to process tax refunds, for example, even though they might not be considered technically under that life and property category. And so that's the approach that it wants to take to the shutdown is, okay, how can we make this as painless as possible? This is obviously painful for many people. But in the meantime, what can we do to maybe reinterpret and look at things in a slightly different way to bring people back and and get more functions up and running? Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. SMS text, 9.32 p.m. Hey, man. I'm not home yet. Grabbing a quick drink with my lady friend, LOL. But just wait for me there, dude. The spare key is under the big gray planter by the garage. Peace. When you send messages on SMS, someone else could be reading them. With end-to-end encryption, WhatsApp ensures that your personal messages are your personal messages. WhatsApp. Always message privately.